well, you're the Kegel doctor, right? And it's like, no, we do so much more than that. Actually, half the time we're trying to teach people to do the opposite of Kegels. Usually their muscles are like way too Kegeled and that's actually causing a lot of their problems. So we typically try to teach people to not do the Kegels and we actually train them on so many more things. You'll hear from women, leaders, and mothers who are holding hands as we move through life's greatest transitions. Join us for The Rising. All right, so I am Catherine Terry, and I'm a doctor of physical therapy, and I have extra specialty training in pelvic floor and obstetric physical therapy. So a lot of women's health, but we also treat men too. Um, but yeah, so I specialize in all things, kind of the stuff that nobody likes to talk about. So um, yeah, that's kind of like my background. Yeah. So, okay, we just were talking about this with, you said like women come to you and they're like, you're going to teach me how to do Kegels, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, okay. So you've said that um, pelvic floor therapy is way more than that. So uh, yes. tell us about that. It's a ton more than that. So yeah, a big misconception is that pelvic floor physical therapists just teach people to do a ton of Kegels or just like, well, you're the Kegel doctor, right? And it's like, no, we do so much more than that. Actually, half the time we're trying to teach people to do the opposite of Kegels. Usually their muscles are like way too Kegeled and that's actually causing a lot of their problems. So we typically try to teach people to not do the Kegels and we actually train them on so many more things. So that is kind of another thing. We treat kind of anything that's dealing with bowel and bladder function, sexual function, mm -hmm. pregnancy and postpartum related, and basically anything in the kind of pelvic region of the body. Yeah, it's all related to especially, I know, most of our clients are postpartum yeah. and that when you get that like six week clearance from your doctor, from yes. your OB, and I remember going in, they were like, okay, you look good, you're good to have sex. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like, no, I'm not. You're like, excuse me? No, right. no one come near me, please. <laughs> right. And then it's that like, you got to kind of figure it out all again for the first time. So, okay. So those are some of the things like reasons women might want to come to you. So thinking yeah. specifically after they have a baby, what are... Um, kind of some signs that women would notice in their body that they may not realize are connected to the pelvic floor, but yes, are. Yes, absolutely. So it can be really hard, and a lot of times um, people don't know that these things aren't supposed to be happening because our society kind of just makes it normal, like, oh, you had a baby? You know, I leaked too after I had a baby. It's yeah. totally fine. Or, you know, your back's going to hurt because, you know, you had a kid. And actually, that's not all supposed to happen. Um, so there's a lot of misinformation out there. And unfortunately, a lot of our OBs and things don't really have the time and they don't sit and explain these things to you. Or honestly, you're getting told so much information. They might mention it, but it might just go in one ear and out the other because mm -hmm. there's a lot of other things that you're also considering. So these symptoms that oftentimes are just made to be super, um, like, normalized by society are a lot of the things that shouldn't be happening so if you experience you know at least from a, a postpartum standpoint if you experience any sort of leaking um, accidentally whether it's stool urine or gas that actually should not be happening even just a drop even if you're getting back to working out that is actually um, really indicative of some sort of pelvic floor dysfunction also, like a lot of people forget that incomplete emptying, like bladder emptying, mm -hmm. if you feel like you can't get it all out, or maybe you're having like constipation or straining with um, going to the bathroom of any kind or pushing your pee out. Mm -hmm. Those are things um, a lot of times people kind of throw under the rug. And definitely, like you said, painful intercourse and pain, mm -hmm. uh, pelvic pain. So a lot of people are like, well, I tore um, yeah. or I, you know, 
it's just it's different down there now which actually usually it's not it's probably our bodies are amazing they heal (laughs) perfectly um but a lot of times that's because of scar tissue and you know I kind of always compare it to like imagine we just like tore our bicep or like really injured our shoulder Mm -hmm. and then you know what happens you usually get referred to physical therapy or something but us, we deliver a stinking child, and they're like, six weeks? Yeah, you're good to go. Uh-huh. Um, get back to running. Yeah, sure. Like, no. Yeah. We can't expect it to our bodies just to not have any problems there. So a lot of times, the painful intercourse is not supposed to be there, and if it's happening, there's so much that we do to help. Mm-hmm. So if you experience any like leaking, any sort of feelings of pressure or heaviness or things falling out. Some people have heard of it's called prolapse or feelings of pain with intercourse or pelvic pain. Another common thing is like if you have cesarean delivery, um, C-section pain, um, and people will have pain over their scar. Mm-hmm. So we see a ton with that. Yeah. Um, and then people always, I know with the postpartum population, diastasis recti where their abdominal muscles, mm-hmm. you know, that is so stinking common. Um, and there is so much that we also do to help with that. Is that related to the pelvic floor? It absolutely is, yes. Ooh, tell me how. Yes. Okay. So the pelvic floor and the core, yeah, of course, I know. <laughs> well, the pelvic floor and the core are like best buddies, so okay. they kind of function together as a team throughout our day-to-day mm-hmm. so coordination of these muscles together is extremely important kind of joke and say that physical therapists for pelvic floor are like orthopedic therapists on steroids like we are still physical therapists yeah. we see the whole body um, but we really specialize in that core and pelvic area so mm-hmm. the abdominal muscles that split are in your abdomen and core area yeah. and they're directly related to your pelvic floor function so um, also pelvic floor weakness, core weakness is really related to low back pain and all sorts of things that come that we always think is just like, oh, I had a kid, like my back hurts, but I'm lifting a two-year-old. You know, all these things that we tell ourselves that it's just normal, but really um, there's so much that we can do to help. You're just speaking my life. Yeah. I'm like, interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) I know. Checking myself. That's why I put heels on this morning and I was like, well, this can't be good for anything that I'm feeling. <laughs> hey, you know open. what though? Like I, I like wearing heels too. We can wear heels. And, yeah. um, but sometimes, you know, if we're getting pain with certain of those things, a lot of times it's just our body's way of saying something's out of balance here. Mm-hmm. And that's what we help. We help you restore that balance and normal function. Yeah. So then how soon after having a baby would be um, the time they should come see you? I love this question. <laughs> so like the OBs are like six weeks, right? Yeah. I would love to see somebody in an ideal world, like two weeks after uh, delivery. Mm, Three weeks is like more the general recommendations that are um, being kind of put out now. Mm -hmm. Um, But also like virtually, we sometimes see people like right afterwards um, or if we can get you, you know, during pregnancy so we can give you some of that information beforehand Mm -hmm. so you have some really good um, tools in your toolbox to help with some of that pain management. Because the fourth trimester is a real thing. People, that's where they are most commonly feeling like literally on an island with no information like what am I supposed to do here Um, and it's we can give you a lot of really good pain management techniques um, gentle exercises and stretches that can help Um, but I know usually that first two weeks is like very overwhelming um, with a new baby and stuff so typically I'm like if I can get you in three weeks that would be the ideal time well especially having it yeah on the calendar and I like that idea of meeting beforehand because Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we do too is we're like we you know you have to front load the information because the estimated due date is not always correct, right? Like we don't exactly know when the baby will be born, so we can't plan these postpartum things. 
but it's a lot harder in the midst of like no sleep and learning how to be a parent yes to reach out and say like tell me about this kind of therapy like let's chat maybe i'll stop by you are putting your body yes you're putting your body on the last like that's on the the back burner like baby is super important at that time Mm -hmm. um so exactly i find front-loading the information and also, because, um, you know, I messed around a lot with uh, seeing individuals in the hospitals um, and would going into their rooms if they had a severe case. And I just found, you know, when you're in the hospital, or, or there's people in and out all the time and oh, yeah. information just, it's just too much. So planning in, in advance, having that information, a good game plan for after can really help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're ready, you know, when you ha- feel like you can like, you know, have the time to come take care of your body, then that's when I recommend coming in for an appointment. Yeah. So when you come in for an appointment, Mm -hmm. first appointment, what does that look like for somebody that's like really, they know they need it, but they're nervous? Yes. And this is super common. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, some people avoid going to public therapy because they're afraid. Um, Maybe they've heard from their friend it was super painful, which should not be the case. (laughs) Um, uh, So it's crazy, but but also it's just like, it's personal. You just had a baby. You're like, I'm done. But so Mm -hmm. what to expect is... Um, the first appointment is just a really, really deep dive in what's going on. So we actually spend like half the appointment talking mm-hmm. and getting uh, really into your medical history, your current symptoms, and just overall we go through um, exactly what's happening, your lifestyle, and get really a good idea of what you want to get back to and your goals. Um, after we talk, then we do a physical exam. So uh, like I said, we're, we treat the whole body. So even though you might be coming for pelvic floor therapy, it's not uncommon for us to look from your neck down to your feet. So you mm-hmm. might have tests um, with that. So we test your muscle function, we check your strength, your range of motion, your mobility, your nervous system. We check all your sensory systems mm-hmm. um, through different various kind of t- testing. Um, and we also feel for any painful areas, etc. We also do fun stuff like we check your balance, we have you squat, bend, walk, do all the things, whatever, within your comfort level. It's like gym class a (laughs) little bit. Yeah. Because we want to see. Yeah. A lot of times we have you bring your baby with you. Um, We like Mm. to teach you good ways to, you know, protect your body when you're lifting your baby, caring for it, breastfeeding, posture. Um, So we go through all of that. And typically when you're coming to pelvic floor therapy, we do slightly a little bit different than if you were just to go to an orthopedic physical therapist because we have extra training in the pelvic floor muscles, which um, typically warrants us to do an internal and external pelvic exam. If you're recently postpartum, usually we do wait for like six weeks to do an internal exam just due to healing, Um, but we still can see you before that and just hold the exam until that time. Um, But the reason we do an internal exam is because our pelvic floor muscles sit inside of our bodies. So like if you went to your OB, you're like, they were, how do they assess your cervix? They have to go internally. So same here. We have to, um, we typically recommend going internally because that's where those muscles live. That's where Mm -hmm. your nerves, tendons, ligaments, all of that are. Mm -hmm. Um, But our exams are different than at your OB. So we don't use speculums. Um, uh, We don't put you in stirrups and like have you scoot down to this edge of the table and like awkward um, paper (laughs) sheets and all of that stuff. (laughs) Right. Um, And it really shouldn't be a super painful exam. Mm -hmm. Um, We just insert one finger into the, either the vagina or the rectum. Mm -hmm. And that's where we feel all the muscles. And we have you do tests there. Like um, we have you squeeze, like you're holding in pee or gas. We have you push out, cough, do all these things that we walk you through to Mm -hmm. see how your muscles and nerves and everything are functioning. Um, And then from there, we basically talk about what we found and create a really good plan together on what works for you. And then at least in my clinic, we get to treatment day one just so that we can, you know, get you feeling better, start working towards your goals. 
So it's a very in-depth evaluation. Um, And we always go within your comfort level. So say we do unfortunately see individuals with trauma who like really are afraid of public exams. Mm -hmm. So if you're not comfortable with the public exam, we certainly can put that on hold for another day or just not do it at all and Mm -hmm. and modify. So it's really within your comfort level. Yeah, I love that. I like that it's all connected and that you're looking at all the different parts and pieces because I think especially after baby, that's the hard part too, is you're just like, I need this one thing fixed. Yes. I need it fixed right now, yes. and then let's move on. Yes. Right? So you, I'm sure, find all of these connected things where they think, um, I say they, but myself too, yes. like, oh, it, it seems like all these separate problems I have, and then you're explaining it. I'm like, I think it's just all my pelvic floor. Yeah, it's, it's all connected. <laughs> yeah, really messing me up. Exactly, and it's it kind of gets like this mind thing. Like, actually, a lot of people are like, "What do you mean? Like, my my abdominal can be causing me to leak?" Right. Like, you know, and so we help piece that together, make it not so confusing, um, and help you really get a good game plan to where it actually is all encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Anything yeah. else you want to share? Um, I think no. I think that was it. Um. I think we went over, yeah, how people would We can know. edit out, like, this pause, too. Yeah, don't worry. That's fine. I'm very good at it. Oh, good. Um, uh, oh, why are Kegels not enough? That's funny. Yeah, yeah I added that this morning. Yeah. Um, any, like, misconceptions? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'll Give cue that up then. Yeah. Okay, before we end, I want to know, are there any misconceptions, anything that you're hearing all the time when people talk about pelvic pelvic floor therapy and you're like, oh, this is not quite it. It's not it. Yes, many, but I won't bore you guys with all of them. <laughs> but um, the biggest misconception is that we just teach people to do Kegels, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. or that you had to have like some crazy traumatic delivery or you're getting older to need pelvic floor therapy. Or a lot of people think if you delivered vaginally is the only time you would need it, which mm-hmm. is very Um, People who have cesarean deliveries also can have pelvic floor muscle dysfunction. Um, So there's a lot of misconceptions about what we do as far as being like the Kegel people um, and also just who might be needing these things. So we see people, whether they've had children or not have children, you can Mm -hmm. have pelvic floor problems. Obviously, during pregnancy and postpartum is a big time, delivery is a big time where these problems arise because those muscles get typically um, damaged during that process. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually that's when we have these things. So it kind of makes sense. But then also like getting older is not an excuse for these problems. Having a baby is not an excuse for these problems. Um, so a lot of misconceptions on, you know, what you need it for are yeah. out there. Awesome. Well, yeah. I'm excited. I'm ready for this to become mainstream. Like you said, it's like super common, these things, but not normal, not something we just feel like we should live have with. to live with. Exactly. You're not abnormal if you have these things, right? Mm-hmm. It's just usually just a muscular um, muscular problem that's pretty easy to fix, um, whether it's pain, leaking, um, prolapse, all of the above. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say, though, that is a misconception is there are individuals that you know, they say, I see a lot of people who have like pelvic floor therapy didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And I start digging a little deeper saying, well, what were you doing? You know, certain things. And I get a little fired up with this because there's a lot of misinformation out there. And someone like me might've been told you a ton of Kegels. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually causing the problem. But also, you know, sometimes there are providers out there who say they do pelvic floor therapy, but are not trained specialists. So I definitely recommend if this is, if you have any of these symptoms, mm-hmm. making sure that you're seeing a true pelvic floor specialist, um, that is going to be your best bet. So your appointments should be at least a minimum 45 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm go up to two hours depending on the therapist, yeah. but any of these 30 minute things, or maybe you're at your OB's office and they hook you up to a machine and you like do these exercises, that is not pelvic floor physical therapy. So I just get, you know, very like, 
you know, passionate about advocating for if you are having these symptoms, make sure you're getting the right care um, mm-hmm. so that you have the best outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much.